What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Public Speaker Podcast. On today's episode of Speech Analysis, we're going over a TED Talk called uh, 4 Billion Years of Evolution Summed Up in 5 to 6 Minutes. So I like this TED Talk. I think it was pretty cool. I gave some constructive criticism at the end that I thought could be used to be able to enhance um, the TED Talk a little bit more, um, particularly in terms of giving a larger purpose and meaning and message to the argument that was being proposed, because I think it could have gone a little bit more deeper just to give it a, a stronger argument. But I also recognize how hard it is to incorporate all that within six minutes. So nonetheless, those are some of my thoughts and opinions. Key takeaways for this, definitely check out the YouTube video because it's a good takeaway to understand the use of visual aids. Um, it's a simple visual aid, but it also correlates very well with the message that the speaker is trying to propose. And it's a very good message about how, or it's a very good solution for how we need to change the way we understand evolutionary biology from the simplistic notions that we're taught in the education system to a more complex understanding of it that enhances the human experience. Um, so overall, I really like this speech. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this speech analysis. And yeah, leave me your thoughts and comments and hopefully we can go back and forth and learn a little bit about it. So enjoy the speech analysis and I'll see you in the next episode. Enjoy. If we evolved from monkeys, why are there still monkeys? Well, because we're not monkeys. We're fish. So really quickly, I think that was a great introduction. Uh, so he asked a question to the audience that a lot of people probably would have to think about before answering, not a simple answer. Then gave a weird answer, which is that we're fish. And now we're going to get into why we're fish. But overall, a super interesting way to begin a public speech, asking a question that is not really common and then getting the audience to think will force them to continue to listen to your presentation. And I'm very big on making sure you hook your audience at the beginning of a speech and at least get their attention to stay for a little bit before they end up dozing off, which you know most people do. You want to figure out something intuitive and something unique to actually get them to care. Now, knowing you're a fish and not a monkey is actually really important to understanding where we came from. I teach one of the largest evolutionary biology classes in the US. And when my students finally understand why I call them fish all the time, then I know I'm getting my job done. But I always have to start my classes by dispelling some hardwired myths. Because without really knowing it, many of us were taught evolution wrong. For instance, we're taught to say the theory of evolution. There are actually many theories, and just like the process itself, the ones that best fit the data are the ones that survive to this day. The one we know best is Darwinian natural selection. That's the process by which those organisms that best fit an environment survive and get to reproduce, while those that are less fit slowly die off. And that's it. Evolution is as simple as that. Um, so this is where uh, Prostan, Prostanta is setting up the problem of the speech, right? So the problem of the speech is going to be that most kids are taught evolution in a wrong way. And the course of the speech, I'm guessing, is going to be trying to figure out solutions that maybe they've implemented or maybe they've researched that will be able to get students to think of evolution and biology writ large in a much more different nuanced way versus how educators and the education system has been forcing it down their throats for you know, the majority of time. It's a fact. Evolution is a fact as much as the theory of gravity. And you can prove it just as easily. Just need to look at your belly button that you share with other placental mammals, or your backbone that you share with other vertebrates, or your DNA that you share with all other life on Earth. 
Those traits didn't pop up in humans. They were passed down from different ancestors to all their descendants, not just us. But that's not really how we learn biology early on, is it? We learn plants and bacteria are primitive things, and fish give rise to amphibians, followed by reptiles and mammals, and then you get you, this perfectly evolved creature at the end of the line. But life doesn't evolve in a line, and it doesn't end with us. But we're always shown evolution portrayed something like this, a monkey and a chimpanzee, some extinct humans, all on a forward and steady march. So a couple things here. Um, one is that there is a philosophical message being introduced into the speech, which is that uh, we're taught evolution in a straight line, but life is not a straight line, right? So that's a metaphor for that life is more complicated. There's a lot more nuance. There's intricacies towards how we understand the nature of existence, which, which is probably going to be uh, compared towards the theory of evolution that Prosanta is going to be talking about in this speech, because they're probably going to be saying that the idea of how we're taught evolution is too simplified and not as complex as it needs to be. Um, and the second thing here is the use of visual aids, which I think is really good. So everything that he's saying is correlating with the next slides, I'm assuming, that he's switching through on either his remote or the, the speech uh, conductor, like the I don't even know if that's the right word, but the organizer is probably pressing the buttons to switch slides. There's a good correlation between what he's saying and what is being shown on the screen, which is important. If there's not a correlation there, then usually the audience is confused or there's no relevance to the visual aid that is being portrayed because the speaker is not talking about it, which then makes it have no value and then ultimately it doesn't really mean anything towards the course of the presentation. To becoming us. But they don't become us any more than we would become them. We're also not the goal of evolution. But why does it matter? Why do we need to understand evolution the right way? Well, misunderstanding evolution has led to many problems, but you can't ask that question, that age-old question, where are we from, without understanding evolution the right way. Misunderstanding it has led to many convoluted and, and corrupted views of how we should treat other life on Earth, and how we should treat each other in terms of race and gender. So let's go back four billion years. This is the single-celled organism we all came from. At first, it gave rise to other single-celled life, but these are still evolving to this day. And some would say the archaea and bacteria that make up most of this group is the most successful on the planet. They're certainly going to be here well after us. About three billion years ago, multicellularity evolved. This includes your fungi and your plants and your animals. The first animals to develop a backbone were fishes. So technically, all vertebrates are fishes. So technically, you and I are fish. So don't say I didn't warn you. So bringing you back to the beginning of the speech where you said humans are not uh, monkeys anymore, they're fish is where this starts to make sense. So the, core, the, tra the progression of the speech has led to the um, fulfillment of what he said he was going to explain in the beginning, which is always a good thing because then the people who are paying attention start to feel impacted because they got the answer they wanted to the question that was originally asked that left them pretty confused. One fish lineage came onto land and gave rise to, among other things, the mammals and reptiles. Some reptiles become birds, some mammals become primates. Some primates become monkeys with tails, and others become the great apes, including a variety of human species. 
So you see, we didn't evolve from monkeys, but we do share a common ancestor with them. All the while, life around us kept evolving. More bacteria, more fungi, lots of fish, fish, fish. If you couldn't tell, that, yes, they're my favorite group. As life evolves, it also goes extinct. Most species just last for a few million years. So you see, most life on Earth that we see around us today are about the same age as our species. So it's hubris. It's self-centered to think, oh, plants and bacteria are primitive, and we've been here for an evolutionary minute, so we're somehow special. Think of life as being this book, an unfinished book for sure. We're just seeing the last few pages of each chapter. If you look out on the eight million species that we share this planet with, think of them all being four billion years of evolution. They're all the product of that. Think of us all as young leaves on this ancient and gigantic tree of life. All of us connected by invisible branches, not just to each other, but to our extinct relatives and our evolutionary ancestors. As a biologist, I'm still trying to learn with others how everyone's related to each other, who's related to whom. Perhaps it's better still to think of us as a little fish out of water. Yes, one that learned to walk and talk. But one that still has a lot of learning to do about who we are and where we came from. Thank you. Okay, so that was four billion years of evolution in six minutes by Prostanta Chakrabarti.、Um, I thought this was a pretty interesting speech. The overall conclusion I got from it is that humans aren't special, and that there is no need to think of us as special when we are simply、uh, a part of this large evolution that has been going on for four billion years. Um, the the couple of sort of framing and foundational arguments that I think he's making is this general argument about life、uh, being a book, which is a pretty good analogy, and being an unfinished book, and we being at the last couple pages at the end of the chapters because there were four billion pages in the beginning that we seem to overlook or not care about just because we've evolved to the point where we have this sort of sense of identity, sense of self, sense sense of consciousness that is very intelligent and probably more intelligent than other life forms. Uh, on the planet, the one thing I think about the speech that maybe could have been a little better is like breaking down that idea a little bit more about humans not being important and providing like a better foundation for why he's talking about that, right? Because I understand the use of the visual aids, I understand why we need to think about evolutionary biology in a different way, in a more unique way, to not get these convoluted, as he calls it, ways of thinking. But I think there needs to be a larger purpose towards why it's relevant for humans having no meaning, or why it even matters if.、Uh, We think we're special, right? Like, what is the point of it? And maybe I think he could have attached this to an argument that says human beings are going to go extinct one day because he does mention that single cell organisms will be、uh, here long, long after we will. So maybe there is some uniqueness to the inevitability of some species constantly living、uh, well beyond the human race will be able to live, just based upon like the probability of of humans going extinct. That makes it more meaningful. And special for us to recognize that we're not special.、Um, that's just the way I think the speech could have gone. Obviously, he only had six minutes, so you know maybe there was a little bit of、uh, maneuvering to get all his content and material in there. But nonetheless, I think there needed to be a larger purpose to this speech. But outside of that, I thought the use of the visual aids, I thought the content, I thought the progression of what he was explaining from how kids are taught towards how they should be thought, taught evolutionary biology was actually pretty cool. Um, so that was four billion years of evolution in six minutes. These are my thoughts, my opinions, my perspectives on how it could have been better. What were the good parts of it? 
Let me know your thoughts and perspectives because I'm also interested in what everyone else has to say except myself. Leave it in the comments, leave a speech in the comments that you would want me to review and hopefully I'll check it out. And yeah, thank you guys for watching. I will see you guys on another speech analysis video.